0: The Breakdown Politics With Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies Telling you what you need to know regarding politics Breaking it down Politics.
1: Welcome.
0: <laughs> <Blue>. Oh shit! <laughs> <Where> <laughs> you at, <bro>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yours don't do like mine. Do like mine tells me when it's recording. <laughs> oh, that is so embarrassing. I don't give a fuck. I'm from Compton, <clears throat> and welcome to another episode of Politrix with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies, giving you the news you can use so you don't lose when it comes to this vicious game of back and forth and pilot tricks. Mert, do your thing, bro.
2: All right, all right. How's everybody doing today? Mr. Blue, thank
0: you so much for the intro. Fuck Fucked the same planet. <laughs> Wait a
1: minute now. As long as I'm here, don't be cursing the planet. That's sensitive this year. This is not the time. Hello. <laughs> Odie, how you doing today? All right. Not too bad, not too bad.
2: we going to go ahead and just jump right into it and then I really didn't want to talk about this dude today, but I'm going to talk about Kanye West real quick. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I, I just saw that clip not too long ago of his South Carolina rally. and If that's what you want to call it. And basically, it, it, there was an article about it and it says Kanye West had a rally and it, was, it went just about as well as you would expect. That's the nicest thing they could say about that because it was an absolute train wreck. I think an actual train wreck would have been less chaotic. And I I hate to dunk on Kanye because it's like, it's not satisfying. It's like dunking on a four-year-old, you
1: know? Just kicking somebody while they're down. Like,
2: you know something's not right for them. It's it's, like
1: taking on somebody on the spectrum. Like, you just don't do that, you know?
2: Yeah, and I mean, all these dudes that was around Kanye who helped him organize that thing, they need to have their ass whooped because they know that he needs to be on his meds, you know? I know from, I mean, from what little experience I have, people like Kanye don't like taking their meds because they don't like
0: the way it makes them feel, you know? And as it, an artist, I can understand that. It does, some of the bipolar medications, because I'm bipolar as well, but I'm what they call bipolar 2, which means I'm depressed more than I'm manic. He's more bipolar 1. He's more manic than he's he's going to be depressed. Um, and then saying that, <clears throat> ooh, this weed, boy, you understand. And then saying that you don't want to take your medication because it actually robs you of your creative gift. Your creative gifts stem more than likely from the bipolar disorder. The mania gives you extra oomph, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you look at some of your most creative minds, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to give you that much, seven times out of ten, you will find that they had, a, they were likely bipolar. The ones that, especially the ones that was part of that um, 27 club, you know, the ones that died by 27.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it was was just sad, you know. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm going to hell. So if y'all going to heaven, y'all just have to just let me know how it is. Because when Kanye West was given his rally and he started crying, I laughed a little bit even though I laughed. It was one of those things where you laugh and then it's just like you feel bad because then you just feel uncomfortable, like the subject matter he was talking about that made him cry. And I was just like, why am I watching this? Here's the thing about that. He was supposed to turn in signatures to get on the ballot in South Carolina. He needed 10,000 signatures to get on the ballot. How many many signatures do you think he got turned in? 500. None. He got none. Zero. Uh Zero signatures. So, now I will say this. I don't know if it's because nobody wanted to sign or if it's because he just didn't do it. But he was supposed to get 10,000 signatures to get on the ballot in South Carolina,
0: and he got zero signatures in. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm from, you know, that's where that's the area where I, you know, I pretty much grew up. A a, a good part of my life is from Charleston, South Carolina. My mother and my sister, they still live there. And, um, I nobody everybody I talked to a couple of my homies they actually went to the event, one of my homegirls she walked out on it. Um it wasn't to it. Like I guess the, the the message wasn't delivered to them or delivered to the masses in order to get it done. And a lot of these cats are as astute as you are, Merck, regarding politics. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it it
2: was just it was just hard to watch, man. It really was. And like I said, his people who helped him put it together put it like this. He didn't have a microphone up there. I'm like, dude, didn't you win a Grammy? Put a microphone up there. Mm-hmm. But it was it was just it was just hard to watch. And like I said, I started out to be like, aha. but then after a couple of seconds, I was just like, yo, yeah, oh yeah, this dude really needs he really needs to be on this mess. It was just it was just a sad state of affairs. Right. So, speaking of a sad state of affairs. Uh, Elliot Engel, who was a congressman for 32 years and managed to accomplish, I don't know, nothing for his district. Of course, you know, he was ousted by Jamal Bowman in uh, the election a few weeks ago, right? The only reason why I'm talking about this now is because I found out something Now I, I think has been resolved. So bear with me on this. So this is from CNN. Uh, House Foreign Affairs Chairman Elliot Engel, a 16-term veteran who was vanquished—test the word CNN used—and it, it's pretty apt—vanquished in his New York primary by a progressive insurgent. Bluntly warned his fellow Democrats against backing challengers against sitting lawmakers from the same party. Oh, I wonder why he th- well, I wonder why he'd say that. He says, "I think that it's very dang- It's a very dangerous thing for party unity if members are going to start putting up primary challenges to other members in the same caucus." Elliot Engel, who was 73, who had served in the House for nearly 32 years. I think it's not something that should be done, Engel added, but if but you know everybody does what they want to do, and I'm willing to abide by the wishes of the people. That last sentence that Elliot Engel said was bullshit about abiding by the wishes of the people. Okay. What happened was Elliot Engel started to put up a lawsuit. Now here's the thing, okay. Because of the unprecedented amount of uh, mail-in ballots, right, they were still counting mail-in ballots. So what Elliot Engel wanted to do was he wanted to have those mail-in ballots, uh, a large number of them disqualified, right? So in other words, he wanted to start having you know, have his people look over the ballots and then start disqualifying ballots, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that. He didn't say, I wanna make sure the count goes right. He just has, he wanted the right to have his people disqualify some mail-in ballots. In other words, anyone that votes for Jamal Ballman, let's just disqualify him. That's pretty much what he's saying. Here's the problem though. That's, some, that's something that you would do if the election was only down to like two or 3%. And then those mail-in ballots could make a difference. Dude, he lost by 20 points. That would mean that just about every mail-in ballot would have to be for Elliot Engel in order for Elliot Engel to win. So he's basically just—he doesn't want to—he he doesn't want to go. You know, he's seventy-three years old, dude. Retire. It's time for you to go. You ain't done shit in thirty-two years. Go. Your time is done. Go. But he doesn't want to go. He don't know what else to do.
1: Yo. your boy 45 is allegedly trying to pull something similar he sees the writing on the wall he said that um he won't go so my money is on black twitter creating a meme or a gif with um trump's head on jennifer hudson's body (laughs) or yeah the other jennifer not what's the original dream girl y'all know where i'm going with this but yeah just put it put it on the body and start singing, and I'm telling you, I'm not going, and you're gonna love me.
0: <laughs> and I'm telling you,
1: there you go. I'm
0: not Come on. I, I, I wanna say, don't
2: quote <laughs> me on that. I was no, and
0: no, and no, no, you're gonna love
2: me. I want to say that when Dreamgirls was, I think it was on Broadway, and they used to play all the commercials for all the Broadway shows. I want to say that was a song they used to play in the commercials. Probably. When I I was a kid, you know. And um, I I could definitely see that. But, I mean, the thing is, you have, right now, you have uh, the DCCC and the DNC. They are backing corporate Democrats to go against progressives and try to unseat progressives. Like uh, Joe Kennedy III, who was the biggest disappointment I've ever seen in the last 10 years, because he came out on fire like he was going to be somebody, and then he just became another corporate Democrat. So Joe, uh, Joe Kennedy III is currently, he's, a, he's in, um, in Congress. He's a rep. But now he's running for Senate against um, the incumbent, who was a progressive. And even though the progressive was whipping his ass in the debates, Joe Kennedy, the is still up in the polls based on he's, yes, he's that he's from that candy family. Okay. So he's basically winning on name recognition. Now, here's the thing. If Joe Kennedy, III was going to do something for the people, I would just say, let him fight it out. But Joe Kennedy third is a corporate Democrat. So basically he's going to win on name recognition and then do nothing for the people in the Senate. The reason why there are primaries, and it's something that these corporate fucks have not figured out yet. If you were doing something for the people, we would back you. We wouldn't primary you. We would back your play. But you're not doing anything for the people. That's why we have to primary you. They don't get it. It just doesn't really register to them. Elliot Engel hasn't done shit in 32 years. And then he had the nerve to be like, I don't know why I lost. Maybe it had something to do with George Floyd. No, it had something to do with you because you suck. That's why. And then he was going to try and pull some bullshit, kind of like what Joe Crowley did when Joe Crowley lost to AOC. Um, he tried to stay on the ballot as an independent because he was endorsed by uh, – I forget the name of the, the the people that had that was endorsing him, but he tried to be on as independent on their party, and um, I don't want to I want to say Working Families Party. I could be wrong about that, but basically the way the rules are, which which are dumb, if you ask me, they couldn't remove Joe Crowley from the ballot. He had to remove himself, but he wouldn't remove himself because he figured. Well, AOC took me out, but we're gonna go. We're gonna both go out because I'm gonna stay on the ballot and try and steal votes from her, which he stole very few votes, very few. So, in other words, he got his ass kicked twice. (laughs) But these people are just such career cockroaches. Like they don't know anything else. Now, don't get me wrong. Elliot Engel is gonna be fine. He's gonna get some lobbying job. He's he's in tight with Israel. You know, he, he's gonna be fine. I mean, why don't you just retire, man? Go hang out with the grandkids, you know? Have, have a bowl of like uh, of candy that's, that doesn't have wrappers, it's all stuck together, Tr- grandkids try and take one and the whole bowl is stuck together and then they gotta wash their hands because the candy's been there for like three years, all stuck together. Be that guy, <laughs> okay? But you're done, man, just leave it alone. You haven't done shit. Go away. But there are right now, the DNC and the DCCC are spending tens of millions of dollars to try and unseat progressives because they see the writing on the wall. But the fact that Elliot Engel is saying, I want to abide by the wishes of the people is bullshit because he was trying his best to circumvent the people by trying to disqualify ballots so he could win. So these corporate Democrats are basically no better than Republicans. And now, instead of us having to fight Republicans, we have to fight people in our own party just to get, just to get things to progress. So uh, Elliot Engel, I, I would say I wish you well. But I mean, you'll do well whether I wish, you, whether I wish it or not. You will be OK. You were a corporate Democrat for 32 years. You have tons of connections. Trust me, you'll get a job where they fly you out to the Bahamas, you give a 15-minute speech, and then you get them to sit in a, a, on a hotel beach for a week, and then you go off to your next meeting. So you'll be fine, whether I wish it or not. So, Speaking of people who are going to be fine no matter what, well, I don't know if that's the case, because all the people who work with Donald Trump, they're not Okay. <laughs> Hmm. You saw how Jeff Sessions got his ass kicked in the, in the Republican primary out in Alabama. I mean, they're not going to be okay. I mean, they're scarred for life. They had to work for Trump. Only ones who were still okay are the ones who still work for him, like Ben Carson, uh, Stephen Miller, and um, Kaylee McEnany. I found out about Stephen Miller, the reason why he actually got married, because his wife is just, a, just as much of a scumbag as he is. She's just as big a racist as he is. And I'm like, okay. They probably met on some conservative website. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's probably how they met. But she, would, she was in an interview uh, last week. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. She's not just some, you know, some little girl like, I can change him. No, she wants him just the way he is. Because <laughs> they're both scumbags. But, um... Lori Lightfoot is the mayor of Chicago. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot looked like mean grandma. I like does, that lady. She, what do I do? And, and and I know you hate when I when I talk stuff like this, especially about like Maxine Waters. But Kaylee, but uh, Lori Lightfoot looks like the type of woman that is like like who'll be on the who'll be on the bus, and some punk will come up and try and mess with her. and Be like, hey, let it give me five dollars, and then she'll like pull a straight razor out of her purse and just slash his face like i don't know why i think that now i'm kidding she looks like a really nice lady <laughs> but uh just like uh just like me and grandmama you you mess with them and then they will uh they will attack my grandmother god rest her soul she's from uh she was from jamaica and uh i i'm not gonna butcher her awesome accent she had an awesome jamaican accent i'm not gonna butcher her accent but we were on, and my grandmother is so nice, but we went to Jamaica Avenue, and they wanted to put staples in her bags so she could enter the store, because they thought she was going to steal. She's like 62 at the time, and she's just like, man, fuck y'all. But um, the dudes who were running the store, they were uh, Hispanic, I imagine. In New York, if if you're Hispanic, for some reason, we just always assume you're from Puerto Rico. And she, <laughs> and she was just like... Uh, we left the store and I stayed outside with, I didn't want to be outside by herself. I'm like, I'll hang out with you grandma. And she was still kind of muttering under her breath. And she was like, fucking Puerto Ricans call me a thief. They'll steal the milk out of your coffee and leave it black, you know. That's Lori Lightfoot, you know, not with the, not with the racial stuff, but. I
1: was gonna say, um
2: Not, not, not with the racial stuff, but she'll, um, you know, basically she will, uh, she will not take no shit. You got you got to be that way to be mayor of Chicago, but Kaylee McEnany basically called out Lori Lightfoot. She said that she called her the derelict mayor of Chicago and said that she should request federal help to secure the city. And basically, she tweeted back and she was like, "Hey, Karen, better watch your mouth." <laughs> when she said that in the tweet, I could just see her reaching in her purse for that straight razor. <laughs> like, like this woman ain't got time to, this woman's running Chicago. She ain't got time to mess with these little blonde bimbos about, you know, talking out the side of their asses. She ain't got time for you. She'll just slash you right across your face and keep it moving. Metaphorically, she's not going to physically assault you. <laughs> just metaphorically on Twitter. But basically Donald Trump is doing this whole thing where he is going against all these Democratic... Uh, mayors and governors, and then trying to inject his goon squads into the city to, quote unquote, uh, cure the lawlessness. And I'll go on to Trump and that whole thing in in, in more detail in a moment. But Lori Lightfoot's not having it. And I can tell you you right now, if they try to do New York and Chicago, what they did in in Portland, and I'll talk about Portland in a moment, them cop is going to get ganked. I can tell you that right now. Somebody, somebody taking the cutback. Somebody getting dropped, because that shit's not going to fly. It's already backfiring in Portland because they already had. Now there's more people on the streets than ever,
0: because <laughs> now
2: they're mad. So it's it's backfiring in a big way. But I just thought that was funny that Lori Lightfoot was just like, hey, Karen, <laughs> better watch your mouth." <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. So you, mm-hmm. you I that. did see that tweet. I did see that tweet. She uh definitely speaks her mind.
2: Can't I'm not mad at that at all. Oh God, she gets she gets all the props in the world. <laughs> I could just see her pulling that straight razor out. Call the manager on this, Karen. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. I will tell you who the ultimate Karen is though. Okay. So a woman named Amber Giles from San Diego. This I, I, I caught this on a story from the, uh, the Damage Report, part of Young Turks Network. Okay, They did all the legwork on this. I'm just reporting it because I thought it was actually pretty funny because I know it's not going to go anywhere. Okay, so bear with me here. And this actually came from ABC News in San Diego. Amber Giles posted a photo of San Diego Starbucks barista Lennon Gutierrez with the caption, Meet Lennon from Starbucks who refused to serve me because I'm not wearing a mask. Next time I will wait for cops and bring a medical exemption. Okay. Now, a stranger in Orange County, Matt Cowan, said he wanted to donate a few dollars to the barista in tip money. So he started a GoFundMe account. As the photo on Facebook filled with hundreds of thousands of interactions and comments from people supporting the barista, The tip money eventually hit more than $100,000 to to be donated to the barista. Lennon said he plans to use that money to further his education and also to follow his dreams of being a dancer. Hey, go for it, right? But here's here's why I talked about this today, okay? Here's the clincher. Giles said the woman who... Caused this in the first place, Giles said. She now wants half of that money. Mm-hmm. She said it was discrimination, and everybody's okay with it and enabling and rewarding that behavior It's not okay. Giles said. So now she wants half of his tip money. Bitch, you don't work for Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You harassed this kid in the first place. You know what it's like. It's like one of my one of my. We were coworkers at the time, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to delete her, but it's in a way, it's kind of like she made a, a. She had a meme that said, um, "Hey, um, what about all the Union soldiers who died freeing the slaves? Uh, where's their thank yous?" And I was just like, "How about?" And then here's me being. I'm a total snark bag. I'm like here. I'm like here. I'm like here's something. And then I, I typed this in, I want you to hear me out, because it may sound crazy. Maybe He's if a they bag. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe if they didn't take slaves in the first place, we wouldn't have had a civil war. Huh? And then I then I unfollowed her. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to hear any more from you. We're still on the friends, she's still on the friends list, but I'm like, I don't have to hear anything else from her. I'm like, look, if you weren't a complete and total hoe bag to this kid, he wouldn't have gotten $100,000 in the first place. But that's not a reason to take half his money. You abused him. And then you try to put him out there on Facebook in order to embarrass him, and then it backfired. You're like, hey, where's my cut? That's, That's like Karen level 1,000 out of 100, Okay. One thousand out of hundred—that's how high that is on the on the Karen meter. And the worst part is, I I keep seeing all these videos every day. There's a new video and a new video of somebody being a Karen or somebody being a Ken. And they're I just hate
1: like, these, like casual names, though. I Honestly, do but go ahead. <laughs> I feel bad Maybe when they, just because, like, at the end of the day. For the, for now, like these people won't be like really horrible, but eventually, like we'll forget these people's names because they should like their real names should be plastered everywhere, so people could be like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna fuck with you if I don't want to.
2: People don't realize that there's a choice. I. I think I told y'all, uh, Jody, Butterf- Jody But are we
0: gonna judge people based on one or two or three actions? I mean, um, if we were judged I'm- by everything, if we were judged by everything that we did in the past, if would be?
1: If I'm an employer, I don't want that smoke. I don't want that
2: heat. It it, it all depends. I, I will say this. I I used to work retail, and uh, I I was a retail manager. So I wasn't the only one hiring, and you know there was a few managers together, and we always look over the uh, applications. And I probably shouldn't be admitting this, but if on your application it said that you were uh, convicted of a uh, crime, and that crime was like anything other than stealing, you still got an interview. So we convicted the dude. I mean, he said that he had an assault beef, but that was like ten years earlier. The rest of his, uh, you know, rest of his resume was immaculate. So we were like, all right, let's just not make him mad, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll hire him. But if you get fired for stealing, we will take that. We're not legally allowed to throw your application in the shredder, but we'll just put it to the bottom and look at everybody else first because we don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about watching you all day long. I agree with you in principle, Blue. If you have a bad day, your entire career should not be labeled on a bad day.
0: But right, let me give you an example. Let me, say if you, let me see if you can roll with this one. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. This is a real life story too. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know, there's a there's a clinician. And he, you know, he's just going about his business, but then you know, he um he um he has beef with um. He, they didn't know he was a former gang member, right? So there's some blood uprising in the neighborhood, and you know, they start making themselves known. So one of the bloods had beef with one of his um, clients, and he got wind of it. So he hunted down some of the bloods and he killed two of them. For some reason, he was able to be um appealed, not appealed, um, acquitted of the crimes, but it was still known that he did kill two of those bloods. Would you keep him on board? I don't know. Murder? Well, that's what happened to me, and luckily, I'm glad my boss doesn't think like you do. Well, lucky for, lucky
1: for us. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. That really is. That's yeah, definitely a very extreme that's a huh? very extreme circumstance. I'm talking about people. That's a real life
0: story, though, and you're gonna get more about though, it on a recurring, recurring basis from Crypto counselor. You know what I'm saying? Stay tuned. I Amazon Fall you. 2020. Oh, you gonna be ready that soon? Okay, I hear. Yeah, you. it's already. It's, it's almost done. It's gotta clean up some parts. I ain't trying Ooh. to go to jail. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I figure it like this, right? I am, I have a soft spot for people who did their time. Right. I mean, except, I mean, in the case of like, I mean, like hurting kids and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a different matter altogether. But let's just say you, I mean, I'm just gonna make a crime at to the top of my head. Let's say you robbed a bank like 10 years ago and then you did your time. Right. And now you, now you need a job. And it was on your resume. Yeah, you were involved in a felony. You robbed the Mm -hmm. bank like 10 years ago. And yeah, that still equates to stealing. But I figure like this, okay? You've done your time, right? Uh, Would I give you a shot? Yeah, I'd give you a shot. I'm not gonna, I probably wouldn't turn you
1: Yeah, from 10 years ago, probably.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I guess you have to take it on a case-by-case basis, I guess, but I mean, I, I mean, I've never been to prison. I've never been arrested or anything like that. But I have a soft spot for people who have done their time and just want to get back in society. And just, Ooh,
0: you're oh, a square, boo. Oh, I'm a definite square. Oh, I'm
2: not <laughs> gonna, I'm not gonna play if that's a bad thing. Like, you know, people because they'll be like, oh, you're a, you know, you stupid liberal. You care about people. Like, yeah, I do.
0: You know, because what's gonna happen? You care about people. Like, oh my gosh, you're doing too much today, man. You're doing too much. <laughs> I joked do you not realize this is America 2020 Well, you better tighten
2: up (laughs) (laughs) you you better tighten up every man for himself (laughs) women and children last (laughs) but um at the end of the day like I said I, I call myself many things but at the end of the day I'm a humanist you know and I figured now if you if I give you that chance, oh and you blow my goodness. it. He
0: I, I can't do it. Be- yeah, oh my goodness. this motherfucker here—he yeah. he must got a girl listening to this show. He trying to show off today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I I will say this though, you know, it, it's if you give somebody a second chance and they blow it, you know, I guess you could take it as it comes. But I mean, people deserve a second chance, man. It, it's it's not it's not right to just. If you've done your time, you paid your penance, you shouldn't have that held over your head forever. But at the same time, when you have somebody who does something, like uh, somebody who flips out of the store, I guess it depends on where you work. Like, like Odie said, you may not want that type of smoke. I remember uh, when the whole thing with the, God, what the hell is her name? The girl that shot his, her lover's wife, uh, Joey Buttafuoco, right? He actually worked at the body shop right up the street from my high school. And the whole time that the whole trial was going on, everybody used to come to the body shop and then just be like, oh, my gosh, Joey Butterfugo. They had to let him go because he had all these people come by the body shop and be like, yo, Joey Butterfugo, I see you on the news. And mm-hmm. they, would be like, they were like, okay, Joey, pack up your shit and get out, man. He lost his job over it. You know. I'm pretty sure that if uh, Casey Anthony is working She's probably working someplace where no one sees her. Like like in a back packing boxes someplace. Like nobody wants that type of smoke.
0: Nah man, she working at Wayfair. Is she?
2: I, I mean I haven't been keeping up with her. I don't know.
0: Don't don't don't
2: mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't they have no mind on that one?
1: <laughs> I would not put money on that. <laughs>
0: Yup, she's part of that Epstein Wayfair ring. You know, they be putting furniture on there because like a, a, a filing cabinet might run $18,999. And they name it Karen, Karen, Kenikra, um Filing Cabinet 201. And that basically means it's a code for an African-American girl from Chicago that's on the medicine person's list by the same name. And that's, you pay that price and you get her.
2: I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know why. I, that's that's mean, but if I found out that she was part of like some sex trafficking ring, I'd be like, yeah, it sounds about right. And I apologize if you can hear the fan in, my, in the background. I tried to be brave and try to not have the fan on because I can't run my HVAC when I'm recording. Dude,
0: nobody's stressing that fan. What you need to be stressing is these motherfuckers doing these drive-bys in my neighborhood.
2: Yeah, man. Or basically what's happening in Portland right now. Let me put it like this, Okay uh donald trump never wanted to be president i know that's a sloppy segue but donald trump didn't want to be president all donald trump wanted was another season of his shitty reality show anything to do
0: with donald trump is a messy segue yeah
2: but when donald trump ran for president he experienced something that he never really felt before he was a winner now i know what people say i, I know i lost some people like well you know the, the simpler folks who are like, well, how could Donald Trump be a loser? He's got money. Yeah, he was born with money, okay? The problem that people have in this country is they equate money with success. So if you've got money, you're successful. You're someone that people should listen to, okay? But they don't delve into how that money is made. Donald Trump was born rich, okay? But he's still a loser. A reporter crunched the numbers and found out that Paris Hilton made more money with her inheritance than Donald Trump did with his, okay? I'm not gonna go over Donald Trump's bankruptcies. I'm not gonna go over all his horrible business ventures. All that is well documented, okay? I mean, but I will say one thing. What kind of a jackass sells stakes on a sharper image? Hey, I want one of those Mont Blanc pens and ooh, Porterhouse. Yeah, let me just order that in the same package.
0: Yo, dude, but for, for real, I ain't trying to be funny, yo. This is serious. Did you ever taste one of those steaks, though? No. Let me I'm tell you a- something. Hold, 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 Let me tell you something real tall, though. I mean, real tall. If you like crispy beef jerky, that's it right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm still trying to, to get in my head of seeing a steak on the Sharper Image and being like, you know what? I could use a couple of, couple of ribeyes. <laughs> a couple of ribeyes. and, and, and little... I
0: ain't mad at him because if you think about it, that's a good way to think outside of the box. You know what I'm saying? How many people... I remember Sharper Image used to be in every single mall. You know what else is in every
2: single town? Like, multiple versions of it? Supermarkets. Where you could buy your steak fresh and not vacuum-packed in a damn... You know,
0: Dude, you know he couldn't get no damn vacuum fresh steak into no damn supermarket. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, homie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess, but I mean, his business ventures
2: were just fucking dumb. You know how? You know the easy way to bankrupt a casino? Yeah, let's put let's put a casino across the street from each other. I'm, I wish I was making that shit up.
0: You could Dude, do it. You ain't saying shit. BP does it.
2: Who? Oh, what gas stations?
0: Yeah, that doesn't make no sense to me.
2: You could do that because it's gas stations. People need gas. They do it in Manhattan with Dwayne Reeds. You could, they have, they'll have, like, two Dwayne Reeds, and it's not even across the street from each other. Two Dwayne Reeds on the same block or the same side of the street. <laughs> and you know why they could do that? Because Manhattan has, like, two million people in, like, four square miles or however big Manhattan is. So, yeah, they could do that. But you can't put a casino across the street from another casino
0: and expect them both to make money. Why can't you? Hello? People got money to spend in Vegas, so you put a casino in every
2: block. You could do that if your two casinos were the only two casinos in Vegas. It's Vegas. Everybody and their grandmama got a casino. So it's, it was just absolutely, and then basically all that gold plating just looked like the inside of Liberace's asshole. So it was just basically just, uh,
0: I'm sorry. Dude, I'm going to I'm I'm, gonna have to scratch that when you went too far on that one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I know, Blue. I know, Blue. Don't, being... don't do that. <laughs> we don't, heck you better surround them Jews and them damn um, homosexuals. They're going to get us kicked
2: out the air now. We don't want no problems, man. Lord. You know, I know, Blue, the steel line from Sam Kinnis, and I know Blue, be looking over these tapes like, hope he's having fun. Hope he's having the time of his life. I can't use none of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I will say this, okay? Getting back on the subject, right? When Trump ran for president for the first time in his life, he was a winner, okay? For the first time since the 80s, People weren't laughing at him. They were cheering for him. It was perfect. Now, his campaign, of course, was a perfect storm of racism, fake populism, and running against possibly the most unpopular candidate that the Democrats could produce. And Trump finally won. I'm surprised that at the inauguration, Trump didn't look up to the sky and shout out, I showed you, dad. I mean, honestly, you know who thought he was the biggest loser? His own dad. His dad told him, you know why Donald Trump tried to do real estate in Manhattan? Because his father told him he couldn't do it. His father told him, look, you're just not that bright, Donald. So oh, was- Are we
0: reading the niece's book or what?
2: Oh, no, no, no,
0: no, no, no. That was like his favorite son, so he was actually giving him good advice, though. So I ain't even mad at the dad. Well,
2: I mean, and and this part was old news, at least to me. His father told him, look, uh, stay in Queens. We make good money here in Queens. You're not, you can't roll with the big boys in Manhattan. And then Donald Trump decided, well, I can roll with the big boys in Manhattan. And he made a whole bunch of shit deals (laughs) that lost him a ton of money. In one year... In the tax returns that his ex-wife leaked to the press showed that in one year, Donald Trump lost $980 million, almost a billion dollars in one year. So when people talk about, well, we need a president who runs a, who runs a country like a business. Yeah, maybe we should hold up for somebody who's- uh, Yeah, but the
1: reason has- that doesn't work though is because They'll see it. They'll see it as well. At least he had nine hundred eighty million to lose. Ooh. Yeah, and then he lost it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, but like in their mind, they're like, well, what's nine hundred eighty million on what he says he's worth, which is like three billion, or you know what I mean, or four billion. Well, he's well, he
0: about a man. third. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's a lot to lose.
1: Most of
2: what oh, yeah, Donald you know. Trump says that he's worth is basically it's it's not
1: That's my point though. If you
2: believe what he says, if
1: he pulls out some random number and says, Well, yeah, I lost like nine hundred and eighty billion on these deals, but I also made or nine hundred and eighty million on these deals, but I also made, you know, five hundred million on those deals. I'm still worth, you know, I'm just only worth like $480 million less, but at least I had it to lose kind of thing. Yeah. I'll make that back next year, because he treats everything cavalierly. Like, he he always explains shit away. He has an explanation ready, even if it doesn't make any fucking sense. He right. always has one ready.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And that's the caveat. Even if it makes no sense, he will just say it. Now, here's a here's, here's problem that Trump is going to have now, okay, in the next six months, if everything goes the way it's supposed to go. Uh, as soon as Trump is no longer president, the Southern District of New York is gearing up to nail him for all of his financial crimes, okay? They've already won a major case in the Supreme Court that will allow him to subpoena Trump's financial files. And if you think that the, what's, what's her name? Gislaine Maxwell? If you think that that's not going to blow back on Trump, who has already been accused of raping a 14-year-old girl at Jeffrey Epstein's party. And here's the thing. A judge found enough evidence to let that go to trial. And the only reason why it didn't go to trial is because the girl had to back out because of all the death threats she was receiving. That's why it didn't go to trial. But a judge looked, reviewed the evidence and said, yeah, there's enough evidence to, to, to let this go to trial. So if you think that all this stuff is not going to blow back on Trump, yeah, uh, you're wrong, <laughs> because it is. So the one thing that works in Trump's favor is that certain crimes, now I'm not sure which ones, okay, bear with me on this, they will pass the statute of limitations if Trump is president for another term. So he won't escape all his crimes, but he may, he may escape some of the major ones because the statute of limitations will pass if he is president for another term. It's the only reason why he wants to be president again. You think it's because he likes, he likes working? Trump never worked a day in his life. This is more work than he's had to do in his entire 74-year 70 year existence. And on top of that, he still spent half of it playing golf. So... Trump's main goal is to remain president, basically just to avoid jail time. Now, as long as he's president, Bill Barr, his hand-picked lackey, is gonna protect him, right? But the day after Biden is sworn in, it all ends, okay? Now, Trump bungled the pandemic so badly that he's giving Biden, in some polls, Biden's lead is between 10 and 15 points, okay? And Biden has been in the basement for weeks. And every time Biden comes out, he says something stupid. But it's still not enough to chip away at that lead. No lead is insurmountable. Anybody who's ever lost in the fourth quarter after being up by like 25 in the third can tell you that no lead is insurmountable. Okay? There's still way too much time on the clock. Way too much time. And it's way too much time for Republicans to start their fuckery. Uh, Odie, you started to mention it about them trying to, to jam up the mail-in ballots. Trump already, Trump already put his man in as the postmaster general. And now they're they talking about cutting costs. Cut what costs? What costs are you cutting? They want to slow the mail service down in order to make it so that people can not get their mail and ballots in time. Because that's the only way that all the disenfranchised voters can get a chance to vote, is if they take away their mail-in ballots. So, here's the thing. Uh, Trump's base is eroding away, or they're dying. They might just be dying
1: from COVID-19. It's a combination.
2: It's a combination of the two. So he has to create the illusion that everything is back under control and he has to quash all opposition, right? Which brings me to Portland, Oregon, okay? Donald Trump did something very illegal that for some reason, nobody, nobody in authority is really calling him on except to, except to tweet it, right? He sent federal agents into Portland, right? And only because they, they, they're still protesting George Floyd's death over there, right? And the, the worst thing they've done is graffiti. And they actually had a, a list of all the things that the protesters done. And out of like the, the, the 18 things that they listed, almost all of them were graffiti. They did graffiti on this building. They did graffiti on that building. They got nothing. But Trump just says, oh, they're still having protests. Well, we'll just send in the feds. So you have federal people in their, in their riot gear, their military gear. They don't have name tags. So you don't know who they are, right? Their faces are all covered up. They're driving around in unmarked vans and they see protesters. Hey, don't take my word for it. Look up the videos. There's tons of videos out there because Steve Jobs really did change the world. He, he changed the world because everybody got a video camera in their pocket, taping this shit in 1080p. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there was one, the cops just ran up on this dude and just knocked him off his bike. And then four more dudes just set upon him and just grabbed him and just took him away. That's something that you hear about in like third world countries. And then when that happens, you know, we, we look down on them like a bunch of Worthington J Monocle, the third, I say, the way they're behaving in that third world country is ridiculous. That could never happen in America um, as they're adjusting their monocles, you know. But here we are. It happened today. It happened today. It's happening right now. So the problem is what's being done about it? And now, like I mentioned earlier, Trump wants to put. Uh, He basically told uh, Governor Cuomo in New York that if he doesn't stop the crime wave, he didn't say what the crime wave was, but he said if he doesn't stop the crime wave, he's gonna send feds into New York City to to stop the violence. Let me tell you something. That's how the violence is gonna start. If you send these motherfuckers into New York, Mm -hmm. they're gonna get ganked out there. No one's gonna put up with that stupid horseshit. So, I mean, this is from, this is from Newsweek, uh, Newsweek Magazine, okay? Political leaders in Oregon have accused President Donald Trump of interfering in Portland's handling of widespread protests and riots in the wake of George Floyd's death as a political stunt to rally his base ahead of the November election. Despite repeated calls from Oregon Governor Kate Brown and Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, for federal authorities to remove their officers from the city streets, the Trump administration has remained adamant on maintaining a law enforcement presence in Portland. In an interview with Fox News host Sean Hannity on Thursday, Homeland Security Acting Secretary Chad Wolf acknowledged that the local state state officials wanted federal authorities to pack up and go home. However, he said, that's just not gonna happen on my watch. Instead, he said federal law enforcement, including officers and agents from the Immigration and Customs Enforcement and Border Protection agencies would continue to patrol the streets of Portland. So he even has immigration out there patrolling the streets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The The recent incident of a protester getting shot in the head with an impact munition, as well as videos of unidentifiable federal agents in tactical gear arresting protesters on the streets and forcing them into unmarked vehicles have raised alarm. However, uh, about federal law enforcement's tactics, U.S. Marshals Services investigating the incident that saw Donovan Labella, 26, shot in the head and left seriously injured. But local and state officials, as well as Congress members, have blamed federal authorities for, uh, and Trump for the incident. Pardon me. A peaceful protester in Portland was shot in the head by one of Donald Trump's secret police, uh, US Senator Ron Wyden wrote in the tweet. Ron Wyden continued, now Trump and Chad Wolf are weaponizing the DHS as their own occupying army to provoke violence on the streets of my hometown because they think it plays well with the right wing media. And Wyden is 100% correct. It plays great with the right wing media. Okay. Uh, they're eating it up, Hannity. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Sean bow- Bowtie Jackass. What's his name? The, the Swan Hannity. No, 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 Hannity and um Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh oh god, I'm I, I'm pretty sure. Well, you know what? I'm gonna keep that to myself. I already got one. I already got one. I already got a yellow card from my mouth today. I'm gonna keep that to myself. I was gonna talk about uh Laura Ingram, but I was like, you know what? I already got a yellow card. I'm not trying for a red card. Um, (laughs) um, Trump knows he can never get coronavirus under control in time for the elections. So anything he can do to look tough, even if it means breaking the Constitution, is on the table. So it means if it means hurting peaceful protests with secret police and pretty much becoming the very definition of fascism, then he will go for it and his followers will look the other way so long as it's just granola-chomping hippies at the end of the batons and not their own people. What if there was a big protest for the Confederate flag in Alabama, right? And let's just say the protest kept going on for, uh, let's say, a week. And let's say that Obama had sent in secret police to round up people and throw them in unmarked vans. How How do you think that would play out with the rest of the country? How long do you think it would take Mitch McConnell to speak up about that? 10 seconds, eight seconds for him to come out of his shell and say something. But because it's Trump, like I I had a, there was a tweet that I reposted on my Facebook page. In two weeks, we went from me wearing a mask as infringing on my freedom to, yeah, it's okay that unmarked, that secret police can just kidnap people on the streets. Because what Trump did was illegal because the feds are only supposed to be called in at the request of a governor or mayor. He took it upon himself to dispatch these people, and they've been trying to get them out of there for over a week, and, and they're not budging. So the question is, who's going to hold Trump accountable? Pelosi? Schumer? McConnell? Okay, don't hold your breath because you're going to pass out and hit your head on the coffee table. Because Trump's lackeys, I, don't, I can't even call them sycophants because sycophants are getting something out of it. You understand? They're being... The, Favor. Whole, the whole point of being a sycophant is, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to co-sign this nonsense, but I'm going to get something for it in the end. Like someone like like Brian Kemp... I think I think
1: that they're really convinced though that it's gonna be some new world order shit, and they're gonna be the favored people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I to, think that's it's yeah. like an investment for them, and they'll get favor.
2: I agree, but even investments can be bad. I I want these people. I want I want these goofy ass survivalists to understand something. Liberals got guns too. They just didn't use them to replace their own cock and balls. You understand? They're not out there. They're not amosexuals. They're not out there, at, you know, you know, walking around with their handguns or walking around with an AR 15 to go to Jamba Juice because something might pop off. You know, they got guns too. They train how to use them. And uh, if it comes down to it, yeah, you might you might catch one between the eyes. So don't think that you're the only one with guns. You know? They're just not walking around, you know, they didn't replace their guns for their genitals. That's all that is. So you could have your little fantasies. You could think that you were in that movie, Red Dawn, but uh, in the end, it's just gonna get you shot. So calm down. You got these damn survivalists who go to hunt deer. They got the full full camouflage and they got the face mask and they got the little hoods and they could hide and they're covered in deer piss and then they're out there waiting to shoot deer, but they can't even go to fucking Walmart for 10 minutes with a mask on because they're going to suffocate. I'm breathing in my own CO2. You're killing me. Fucking pussies. I
1: was uh, looking at a video earlier where this guy was like showing his oxygen levels and how it didn't decrease. And then, of course, to the comments after like proving it, I look at the comments to see what people have to still refute it, and they were like, "Well, he's in AC. Let's see what happens when he's in eighty-degree temperatures, <laughs> hundred-degree temperatures for like several minutes." And I'm like, "Okay, girl." You
2: pansies. They're 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 pussies. They're a bunch of they're a bunch of. I mean, not mean to crack on vegans. I know I know a few vegans, but they're basically just a bunch of uh, you know. They're a bunch of soy boys. They are. They they don't stay crunchy in milk. They're soggy. They are just they're just not they're just not meant to survive. Like if something were to go down, they'd probably be the first to go down. They wouldn't make it past the first week. So at least we know <laughs> at least we know who'll be there in the end when the apocalypse comes, when when the zombies come. We know who we know who will be there to rebuild society and who's going to be zombie chow. <laughs> you figure somebody like Brian Kemp, who's a Trump sycophant, who's talking out of both sides of his ass, because on the one hand, he is suing Keisha Lance Bottoms, who's the mayor of Atlanta, for enforcing a, a rule about masks in public, but at the same time, he's asking his people to wear masks. Why? Because coronavirus is shooting up in, uh, in Georgia, Right. And Florida is even worse. This is from WXTL, from their website. As the Florida Department of Education mandates that public K-12 schools must open in August, thousands of children in Florida are continuing to test positive for COVID-19. According to the Florida Department of Health, um, according to their data, more than 11 1,000 children under 18 have tested positive for coronavirus since the pandemic began in March. Of the 11,515 kids who tested positive, the majority of these cases stem from four Florida counties, Broward, Dale, Palm Beach, and Hillsboro. So far, three children, a 17-year-old boy in Pasco County, a 16-year-old girl in Lee County, and an 11-year-old boy in Miami-Dade County have died from the virus. The CDC says children do not appear to be at higher risk for COVID-19 than adults. And Governor DeSantis has said that younger populations are typically asymptomatic or have mild symptoms with a much lower risk for fatality. However, the CDC says children can still pass the virus on to others who have an increased risk of severe illness and could still face negative health outcomes that may require hospitalization. Children may also be at risk for contracting a rare but serious inflammatory disorder called multisystem inflammatory syndrome, or MIS-C. According to the CDC, MIS-C is a condition where different body parts can become inflamed, including the heart, the lungs, kidneys, brain, skin, eyes, or gastrointestinal organs. The FDOH reported that a total of 13 children had developed MISC after having confirmed (laughs) COVID-19 infections. Have fun at school, kids. You'll be fine. Trump appreciates your sacrifice. And I'm not saying that to be to rag on the kids. I'm saying that for the ridiculous officials who are gonna send these children to die. Now, I didn't get a chance to read the article because it just came on my feed, maybe like five minutes before before I started taping. But uh, Florida officials are now being sued for forcing kids to go back to school. So I I may either talk about that next week or I may talk about that on, even on Saturday, depending on how the story develops. Before we run out of time, I just want to say one thing about, another thing about Trump and why Trump is not smart and the people around him are not smart. Because as I mentioned last week and maybe even the week before, Trump is missing the one thing that propelled him. See, the problem with Trump is that he only talks to his base. He doesn't have time for anybody else. Like even Abraham Lincoln was rumored to have people in his cabinet who were, I don't want to say against him, but just not really for him because he wanted to know what was going on at all times. That's just a rumor I heard. How true it is, I don't know. But he didn't just surround himself with glad-handing, nonsensical douchebag yes-men. He had people around him who had dissenting opinions. And it, it, I guess it helped keep him sharp. I don't know. But I mean, I, well, seeing how he died, I can't say it all worked out for him. But at least we got past the Civil War. So if Donald Trump was smart and
0: he had some Whoa, did you say we got past the Civil War? When did that happen? 1865.
2: Well, or well, put it like this, on
0: paper. <laughs> Oh, there you go. There you go. On, on, on paper, according to the history books. <laughs> the history books written by the, which in this case, actually probably was not written by the victors considering how whitewashed it was.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? Somebody made a point, uh, and, and it, kind of, uh, it kind of makes sense when you talk about how wide all these Confederate statues are out there. They were saying that the, the North won the war, but they lost reconstruction. And I'm like, that, that does kind of make a little bit of sense. The problem with Donald Trump, like I said, is that he only listens to his base. He doesn't have time for anybody else. Even people on his side, if they tell him no, or maybe you shouldn't do that, he fires them. That's why he had such high turnover in his, uh, in his administration why he went through all those chiefs of staff, because they were like, well, Donald, maybe you shouldn't be such a dickhole. And then they're like, well, you're fired. I love how Donald Trump fires people and then said that they were losers from the start. Well, if they were losers from the start, why the fuck did you hire them? Exactly. I guess it takes a loser to know a loser. If Trump was smart, and he's not, but let's just say there was a parallel universe where Trump was smart. You know what? Let's, let's take Trump out of the equation because we know he's, he's never going to change. Let's just say that through some mystical wish spell that I became president starting now and I can actually run for re-election against Joe Biden, what would I do to ensure that I have a great chance of getting re-elected? Basically, just do all the things that he should have done. Come out there and be like, look, shit is fucked up, yo. But here's what we're going to do to get past this, okay? Number one, we're going to raise taxes on the rich, okay? Fuck them. I don't care. Two, we are going to spend a few trillion dollars, just like we did before, because we've already seen the, that we have the ability to create money out of nothing, out of the ether. We could just create trillions of dollars, okay? Create a few more trillion dollars, and then pay people to stay home, like we should have done months ago, like other countries are doing now. Pay people $2,000 a month, OK? Uh, have, all the, have all the people, uh, have all the kids do learning from home. If you don't have internet, we'll get you internet so your kids can learn from home until this pandemic has passed. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to wear a mask in public, OK? Extend unemployment benefits, especially for people who can't, like, for instance, if your school is closed because of uh, online learning, yeah, we'll extend your unemployment until we're able to open the schools. And I could get, well, I never make any guarantees, but it's, what is it now? Let's just say it's not even August yet. By Christmas, we'll probably be able to reopen. We could probably get kids back in school for what? What's the, after Christmas, what's that, like second or third semester? You know? Um, yeah. But the main thing is, do what you were supposed to do. If Trump came out to the left of Pelosi and just said, yeah, let's let's do all that stuff, right? Oh, and the main thing that, that I missed out on, a couple of things. Number one, suspend all student loan payments until... um at least until 2021, then revisit it then. Um, suspend all rent and mortgage payments and then the government will pay those rent and mortgage payments. I mean, we got the money, tax the rich and then borrow a couple more trillion dollars. I know I make it sound like I'm taking out a, a, a payday loan but it's basically what we're doing anyway, except that instead of giving it to all those rich fucks, we give it to the people. Because the reason why these people are just chomping at the bit to go back to work is because they don't have any money. I'm not, not, like, when you have the Karens who get mad at Walmart because they can't buy their hemorrhoid cream without wearing a mask, I don't give a shit about people like that. I care about people who got to put food on the table, who got to feed their families, and they can't go back to work because their estate's closed down because there's a bunch of Karens who... Want to shop for their hemorrhoid cream without wearing a mask. That's the problem. I feel for those people who gotta put money, gotta put food on their table, put clothes on their kids' back and a roof over their head, and can't do it because their states closed down. So give them the money so they could stay home right until this thing passes. The way we're doing it now. It's never gonna go away. All you gotta do, just look at any graph right now of us versus like Europe, Japan, China, and look how their graphs, all everybody goes up at the same time, and all of a sudden, everyone else will just flatten out and then go down, and America just goes straight up to the sky. You know what Donald Trump says is a good indicator that we're doing good? The stock market. How many people own stocks? Not a lot. I mean-
1: I don't know, I would imagine a lot
2: though. Not a lot. Somebody broke it down, like if you took everybody that owns stocks and I forgot how they, forgot the word they used to describe it, but you basically break it down in like 10 separate areas, right? The first one would have like most of the people who own stocks and then of course, I guess the other line would be like how rich you are. So in other words, most of the stocks that are out there are owned by rich people. And if you have ordinary everyday folks who own stocks, they don't really own a lot of stocks because they don't have the disposable income to buy a bunch of stocks. So if I wanted to buy stock in Apple, and let's just say stock in Apple is like, I'm just making up numbers here. I, I haven't looked at the NASDAQ, but let's just say stock in Apple was like $120 per stock. How many stocks could I buy? Two, three? What's that gonna get me in the end? It's not like I could go out and just buy 500, 1,000, 2,000 shares. I don't have disposable income like that. True. Sure. Really, but rich people do. And then when those shares go up, they make a lot of money. If I buy three shares of Apple stock and they go up, how much money am I really going to make? You know? So most of the stocks are owned by rich people, and rich people have the ability to buy multiple uh they could buy stocks in huge bundles. That's why they make money off the stock market. So when they say the stock market's doing good, what they're saying is rich people are doing good. So it's, it's if Trump were smart, he would go to the left of Pelosi, get the people what they need so they could hunker down and weather, and weather this out. And then he could probably still do it in enough time. Put it like this. Even if, let's just say, it doesn't go away until next March. Just the fact that he gave people the money so they could be comfortable during this thing would be enough. Now, let me ask you a question. Me personally, if Trump did all that, would I still vote for him? No. That's like saying, hey, you know what? I burned down your house, but I'm going to co sign a loan <laughs> so you can get a new house. Like, what do you, like, you did this but a lot of people are suckers and they don't have long memories. So if he waited until, if he started now and just said, okay, well let's, let's get this done and get the people their money, uh, yeah, he could still win, but he's not gonna do that because he's Trump and he has zero empathy and he cares about nobody but himself. So all that's pretty much for nothing. He ain't gonna do it. Canada gives their citizens two thousand dollars a month until this thing is over. They already have single payer health care, so they don't got to worry about that. So even if you lose your job because of COVID 19, you still have health care. And I will say this um, David Dole he called himself the rational national. And I did, I did tell him on his own. Well, I can do it directly because he disabled, uh, you know, direct tweets, but. I did say on a tweet that I almost never listened to a show at one point, like, because I saw his name and I thought he was some crazy conservative dude. And his videos kept popping up in my feed, you know, on the suggested I listened to it. I'm like, oh, this dude makes a lot of sense. He's from Canada. He said that if we actually implemented Medicare for all the way Bernie Sanders wanted to implement it, it would be better than Canada's because Canada's doesn't do dental. And Bernie's version of Medicare for all does dental. Theirs doesn't, Mm. but theirs is still better than ours because they have single payer healthcare. You don't gotta worry about nothing. If you need, if you have a hangnail that's bleeding, you go there and they'll take care of it. If you have colon cancer, knock on wood, you can go there and you take care of it and your bill will be about the same, zero, already paid for with taxes. Over here, you have a hangnail, they'll probably charge you $400. If you have colon cancer, uh, you may as well just die because uh, you're gonna be able to pay for it. If you got insurance, put it like this, a lot of people in the US who go bankrupt over medical bills have insurance. So it's not like the people who go bankrupt over it are uninsured. A good number of those people have insurance and they still go bankrupt because of medical bills, so. I think I, well, I can't say that I didn't save anything because my OneNote saves automatically because it's on the cloud, but I wanted to end on, actually, you know what, I'm going to end
0: really quick. I want to start using OneNote. I just can't get into it. I need to, tell me, before you go on to your last spill, yeah. tell me what are some of the advantages of using OneNote? Uh, Basically, like right now, I'm looking at my OneNote. You can, you can make like
2: different notebooks, right? And each notebook has a tab and in the tab, like for instance, all my shows, all my notes from all my shows, I have a list. So like I have the tab that says 360 degrees politics 2020, right? And then I make a page like every day that I start typing in notes, I got a page for it. So right now I'm on the page that says Monday, July 20th, and I can go back and it keeps all that stuff for me. So I basically, I mean, I have all my politics notes from last year. So it's
0: basically that. like a Trapper Keeper online.
2: Basically, yeah. And because, okay. I have, and because I have it on the cloud, I could pull it up on any device, any device I have that has Office. I could just pull it up and then just work on it. Odie, oh, do you use it? Not really, no. Now, keep in mind, I'm still like a rudimentary user. You could do a lot of stuff on here. Like I could actually, like I found out like I was uh, putting up notes for my uh, for the show and I had a YouTube video and I was just going to put it up there so I could access the video and it actually played the YouTube video in the OneNote. And I was like, wow, okay, that's pretty dope. I'm going to have to start, I'm going to have
0: to take uh-oh, one oh oh you might have gave me a new tool. You would think an OG like me would already have all the tools. Yeah. But, you know, I've always been kind of slow when it came to Microsoft stuff for some reason. Yeah. All right, I mean, all right. And now I- it's a fun...
2: I, I, I will say this. I was, I was having lunch today, and I said, you know what? I didn't want to do anything pol- political at lunch. So I said, you know what? I was listening to uh, Shannon Sharp and uh, who's his partner on, on uh, Undisputed? I, I forget his name. But they were talking about uh, Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Cowboys, how they, how they still haven't worked out a deal for him. Now his problem was he wanted Patrick Mahomes' money. If you don't know who Patrick Mahomes is, he's now one of the highest-paid athletes. He signed a deal, like a ten-year deal, and I think it's worth like five hundred million dollars. You know, so he's getting almost fifty million dollars a year. And um, they had a somebody had a, a video. You remember uh, coming to America? Uh, the part Absolutely. where. um where, where John Amos was telling his daughter uh, that, uh, that Akeem was rich. And he was like, mm-hmm. when, he, when he says he's got his own money, he's got his own money. And he shows her the, he shows her the money that has his face on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they showed it like, like Bank of Kansas City, $500 million had Patrick Mahomes' face on it. Like Dak Prescott has been playing for about four years And he's basically like Tony Romo 2.0. Like he's never really gotten that far in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes in his first, he's still on his rookie contract. And he already won a Super Bowl. and was Super Bowl MVP. So Dak Prescott wanted Patrick Mahomes' money before Patrick Mahomes got Patrick Mahomes' money. So now that Patrick Mahomes has Patrick Mahomes' money, Dak Prescott ain't getting that money. Because he's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. So he should have just signed and taken, he should have just taken the $35 million a year and just stepped, right? And Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. If he ended up on a Giants, I'm a Giants fan. If he ended up on the Giants, I'd be ecstatic because he's a great quarterback, but he ain't Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Not even close. So it, it's, it's funny because I hate the Cowboys to see them twisting the wind like that. Sports is the only place we could do what, you could just watch people suffer and it's funny. Like, you don't want people to like to die and shit, but when you just see your, like your, your hated rival team just screwing up, and I'm just like, <laughs> y'all suck. But I think he just got too greedy. If he had taken $30 million a year, right? I think he's worth $30 million a year. That's great. He's trying to push for like 40, I'm like, dude, you're not that good. You're not 40 million dollars a year, good, you know. And also, sports <laughs> is the only place I know where people can be offered 40 million dollars a year, not like 40 million dollars here, take it 40 million dollars per year, and still be like, nah, I think I'm worth more. <laughs> sports is hilarious. I remember when, uh, oh, God, it was back in the 80s when football players were on strike, there was a political cartoon I saw. Well, little kid was asking the football player why they're going on strike and he just looks at him and he's like, I gotta tell you, kid, we gotta make man we gotta make payments on the mansion and the yacht, just like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Odie, what are your final thoughts?
1: Stay your ass home and arrest Brown the Taylor's killers. Yeah. Hey. I'm not mad at any of these countries that have decided to ban Americans from traveling there because Oh no. I'm I'm seeing videos where um uh, I think it was in the Bahamas. There was a beach that was closed. People were hopping the fucking fence. So, yeah. some bullshit. Some bullshit. Americans don't give a fuck. So, we shouldn't have nice things right now.
2: You know what? I, I will go far as to say that uh, they should have been banned Americans before coronavirus. <laughs> Why wait until a pandemic ban us anyway? We suck. A teacher told me a story years ago. I was in junior high school then where he was just like trying to hide the fact he was an American. He was in Canada and some American was giving him uh, at the post office. This is back when people sent people postcards when he went places. And he was in Toronto and he was going to send postcards back home. He's at the post office. And this guy was going off because he couldn't use his American stamps in a Canadian post office. And he was going to the whole, I'm an American tirade, and he's just sitting in the back of the line, like, oh boy. <laughs> he said he was about to start faking a German accent. <laughs> like, oh god. That's us everywhere we go. Patrice O'Neill was like, I, I go to he said I go to places and I treat people like uh like like they're foreigners in their own country. <laughs> and that's basically the American way, you know. So yeah, they, they should have banned us before coronavirus. You yeah. know, Mr. Blue, what are your final thoughts?
0: My thoughts is don't bother getting tested for the coronavirus. You probably already had it.
2: God, I hope not. I really hope not because it's, it's nothing to mess with. You know, even if you live your your maimed for life, so yeah, be sensible. Wear your mask. My supermarket finally started enforcing the mask rule. you know. And then I see people in there with scarves and I'm like, dude, that doesn't work. Buy a damn mask. $20 on Amazon to get you 50 masks and they'll last you a good bid. Like does anybody, does anybody not watch Bill Nye the Science Guy? Scarves don't work. Get a mask. So Mr. Blue, play us off, sir.
0: I'll be more than happy to do so. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown Podcast featuring hit shows such as Politrix with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies and we's out.